What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. As always, another fun one for you today. We sit down with Marcus Stone, the man behind the popular Instagram handle at Traveling Foodie Guide. Now, with a following over of over 60,000 passionate fans, Marcus has carved out a beautiful niche for himself as a leading in, leading authority on food, travel, and entertainment in the Indianapolis area. Now, I've known Marcus a few years, so it was fun to reconnect. I hadn't seen him for a while, and I've been following along his, his foodie journey, and outside of everything looking too good to try it all, uh, it, it's fun to see his growth, his passion for what he's doing. So we dive into Marcus's background. Uh, you know, he has a full-time career as well, but found his his passion for food and travel uh, amidst a journey he took to Greece. So he was in Greece. What a what other way to to find that passion for food and travel outside of a beautiful country like Greece? And then he discovered how he could transform his content uh, strategy with Reels and really start to create kind of his his niche of being a foodie within the the space. So he shares kind of his belief in valuing experiences over material possessions. Um, and how that philosophy fueled over into his food-centric brand as well. Uh, he he makes sure that we all know about uh, a story he had when he visited the Raw Bar. So that's one of his very first foodie reels uh, where he tries oysters for the first time. So definitely be sure to check that out. Uh, Marcus is high energy. He's another go-getter. Uh, he just he loves what he does. Um, he wakes up every day excited for another uh, attempt to share his passion with other people. Tim, I know this was your first time meeting Marcus. What'd you think of our conversation? Yeah, I loved it. Um, he, he's so passionate about what he does and you can tell he's, he's very detail oriented too. Uh, Cause he said he came from like a, a media background, video production. Mm -hmm. Like he's, so he has that background and like bringing it to this, like you can tell like the details that go into his video down to like the song he chooses the, and how it, how it interacts with the voiceover. So, I just found it really awesome how detail oriented he is. And the coolest part of the interview, I just thought was him talking about him being the bridge between like local businesses, but also everyone who's like in indie and like driving mm -hmm. business, driving awareness to them and um, really bringing out the unique aspects of each individual brand and restaurant that he goes to. Like you'll see it in his videos on Instagram, um, how like each video is just so unique. It's it's not templated and, and you can tell each one takes a lot of thought and execution. So he talks about that. Um, he talks about being the bridge between local businesses and people and um, what he does to do that. Um, talks about his, just his overall process of creating a video and what that looks like. So if you're someone who's like looking to start a page or um, any type of niche you're going into, like you're going to learn the foundations of like how to do that. And he gives you a glimpse of like what he does to do that. So he's just really consistent with it, which is why he's, mm -hmm. he's built such a following. Um and then he also talks about like different influences he's had. Like he talked about someone who he was following before he started this. So the influence from that, um, we talk about like future goals going forward for him. So like, what does he want to accomplish in the next year? Um, what motivates him? So I thought that was cool. And then um, what he wants to diversify into and what's next for him. So I thought that was an interesting part. And then, yeah, we end the episode with him giving some final tips on someone who's looking to start their own channel. Um, Cause like he, with this, like you can start a channel for anything. So I think taking what he's done and like implementing it to some type of topic or area of interest um, to you, I think will, will be uh, very valuable. And whether you do that or 
whether you're in marketing and you, and you manage a brand or anything like that, I think there's a lot of lessons to take from this. So um, without 100%. further ado, episode 217, Marcus Stone. So Marcus Stone, thanks for joining us on the show today, man. Yo, appreciate having you me. And your appreciate time. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, we usually like to just kick things off kind of how we got here, man. I know you... <laughs> There's a lot that, that you can go into, so anything goes on the show. But yeah, how do we get here? Uh, you're probably the most pro- prominent foodie in all of Indianapolis. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, it. absolutely. I worked hard for that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Oh, we know it, man. Um, excited to get the beso- behind the scenes work that no one no one sees goes Ooh. into it. But uh, I know you've done full time work as well. So mm-hmm. you know you've hustled on the side days when you don't want to. Let's just kind of dive into everything what you started doing, and how you transitioned into being a foodie. Oh, man. So um, how did I become a foodie? That's a great start because I never in a million years thought that I would be a foodie. If you've mm-hmm. known me for a long time, I was one of the most, like when it comes to food, stuck in my ways kind of guy. Like I mm-hmm. went to the same restaurants. I went to Outback, and I went to Texas Roadhouse. And hey, I went Bloomin' to, Onion is pretty... Man, you know, fun fact, I actually used to work at Outback a long time ago. Okay, right. I guess that was my infancy to foodie, I guess there you want to say, right? Yeah. Um, but no, seriously, like, I just worked so much. When it came to food, I just wanted something quick. I, I often ordered the same exact things on a menu every single time. Mm-hmm. I was a go-with-what-you-know kind of guy. And it just hit this point. Like, I, I always like to travel. I traveled internationally a while ago, got addicted to it, and was like, oh, this is kind of cool. So it got to this point where I was like, man, I'm getting a little bit older. I got to stop going, like, out of the country getting steak and chicken and, like, just normal <laughs> stuff. Like, I, I need to yeah. ex- expand this portfolio of food that I have, right? So I was in uh, Santorini, Greece, and I, I was thinking about it on a plane ride over. I was like, I'm about to try some food that I've never tried before in my entire life. I'm getting outside of my comfort zone. I'm going to go ahead and do this. And I was just thinking, like, man, it would be really cool if, like, everywhere that I travel to, that I just try something I never tried before and just, like, record my reaction and, mm-hmm. like, put it on social media. You know, anything that I ever really touch with social media has done something just because of my personality. You know, I was mm-hmm. a radio TV major back in high school and college. And I just got a little bit of a personality that attracts people, right? So I'm like, I'm thinking the whole time I should just go ahead and just do this and just start like, this will be my this will be my test. Let me go to Santorini, Greece. Let me try a bunch of stuff that I never tried before. Not a bad spot for a test, man. Let me tell you, it's <laughs> great. I, I wouldn't imagine you know doing it anywhere else. But I, I said, if I can go over here and I can devour Greece then I can for sure come back to the States and start, you know, I love to travel. I'm like, I need to start hitting up some more States too. Let me go back home. Let me hit up a few different States, Google a bunch of food that's like weird and outrageous and just record myself trying it for the first time and just talk about it. And that's literally how it started. Hmm. Um, I used to have a fitness account, believe it or not, on my Instagram. I didn't really do anything. It was more of an accountability account. I wasn't trying Mm -hmm. to grow it or do nothing crazy or anything like that. But I literally like deleted all the stuff from it and just <laughs> and just started fresh. I yeah. still wasn't yeah. even traveling foodie guide yet. I was just still trying to figure it out. The only thing I wanted to do was just basically record, go to different states, record myself trying different foods and just throw, throw spaghetti against the wall and just see what happens. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so that that's really how it started. I, I started out, if you go all the way to the bottom, I went to New York first, and I went to uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and I went to like Cincinnati. I was just traveling all over. I still hadn't created the name Traveling Foodie Guide yet. 
Uh, but but I said it one time in one of my little stories, and I wasn't even doing reels yet. I, I said it one time in my stories, and I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. <laughs> so then I, I broke it down, like, yeah, I love to travel. I'm doing food, so, you know, foodie. And then instead of just G-U-I-D-E, I want it to be G-U-Y-D-E because I want it to be known as your guy. Like, I wanted you to feel yeah, like nice. we have a relationship with each other. Yeah. And then also, you know, Guy Fieri was big inspo with diners, drive-ins, and dives. Uh-huh. You know, I used to watch yep. that on Food yeah. Network back in the day. Yep. So paying a little homage, you know, to the OG, triple OG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I just put that all together. And then uh, someone told me, like, yo, I was doing it all stories. They said, you need to be making reels. And this was around the time where reels just started to to start to become a thing. I was like, I don't want to do any reels. I'm having fun doing it in my stories, and I'm just having fun with it. It's nothing major. I'm just having fun. Mm-hmm. Like I, if I get into reels, I gotta edit, and that's gonna take time. And I just really don't want to do all that. So you know, once somebody tells you something, it gets to marinating in your brain a little <laughs> you put bit. That thought in there. So I go to garden table one day for brunch. And I'm doing it completely the opposite way of how I was doing it. I was going to New York and I was just going to restaurants, having a little tripod and just boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. But I went and I'm like, okay, I guess I need to record the experience because I'm going to have to go in and edit this thing. When I'm doing stories, it's live. You get one take. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is not what I wanted to do. So I'm, I'm being creepy at first. I'm like holding the camera down low when I'm walking and the, <laughs> the server's walking me to the table and I'm trying to be inconspicuous and look, you know, like Got a normal. restraining order all of yeah. a sudden out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like one hand selfie in it, airplane food in my mouth, you know what I mean? Just looking very weird. And finally I said, you know what? I, I never well, I can't say never been the one to care what people think I've grown to be the person that doesn't care what people think so I said uh-huh. I'm gonna just do yeah. me right yeah so I did it and I go to Target and I'm sitting in my car in a parking lot I said oh, I gotta edit this stupid thing now didn't want to do this okay so I'm editing the video and I'm like okay what does this video need uh, it needs some music because it just looks crazy silent so I find some music and I said okay what else is this video missing it's, it's, miss, it's missing my voice that's what it's missing so I like literally after the video's edited and music is there, I'm like, okay, one take Johnny. Boom. Hey, have you guys ever been to Garden Table downtown on Mass Ave? Man, I went there for lunch for the first time and this place was flat out amazing. I really think you guys are trying. I had the Hoosier heater, I had the this, the that. <laughs> it was all slamming. I loved it, right? And so and I put it together and I, I hit post and I didn't even pay attention to it. I went to go spend some time with my daughter. We're playing Mario Kart. She's killing me. And I just lo and behold, I checked my phone and at the time, I had the most likes and comments and shares and stuff that I had seen since I had been on Instagram. Yeah. So I was like, I think I'm making reels from now on. Yeah, so, yeah there you and, go. And Traveling Foodie Guy was made right then and there. Oh, I love it. That's love awesome. It. Yeah. And these tri- the, the the trips, like when you were traveling, were the were you doing this while you were working or was this just no. you traveling for vacation? Vacation or? travel. Yeah. Like okay. I um I had this light bulb idea one day. You know, I was pretty successful in the career that I was in. Mm-hmm. And I decided just one day, like a lot of things you'll, people will learn will happen via light bulb moments with me. Mm-hmm. It's just literally a light bulb comes on and it's like, bam, I'm running with it. But I don't just like think about stuff or talk about stuff. I execute a lot on the things of my light bulb moments. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, I spent a lot of money on material items, things that depreciate, things that, you know, it's cool one minute, they suck and they're old the next. And I was like, I should really start spending my money on experiences as opposed to material things. So that's how I started getting mm. into travel. It was an off day. I went to Hobby Lobby. I bought a six foot long map and a whole bunch of pins. And I literally had my iPhone in one hand looking at the world on the maps. And I was Googling uh, best places in the world to travel to or vacation and blah, blah, blah. And I was just literally putting pins on my map. 
And I, I, I think I did that at like 10 o'clock in the morning. And I look up and it's like five in the evening. And I'm oh, wow. still, wow. and I have this, I have this map that's in my man cave. And I have all these places that I'm going to go. And so I, I converted that to digital. And I just... I just started traveling. Food wasn't even on the thing. It was just more so I want to experience going to see the Eiffel Tower. You know, I want to go. It was just all about vacationing and spending my money on experiences rather than material things like upgrading a new MacBook every blah, blah, blah year or this car that I'm going to trade in every year. Okay. Yeah, it was more so that. So that's how I got into the traveling part. Understood. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well before I became a foodie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's funny you say that. My, My brother and I, that's how we gift each other. Are things for us to go do? Yeah, that's so awesome. we we like stand up. So we'll kind of trade comedy shows for Christmas, or cool. he'll buy maybe my Indy five hundred ticket for my birthday. Okay, and so we just because he's hard to shop for, and I'm mm. like, I can think of what gift do I get anyone? I'm not the best at coming mm-hmm. up with good gifts. Yeah. So he and I just, hey, do you have anything going on this day and this month? Nope. All right, leave it closed. <laughs> I'll tell you later what we're doing. So that's that's cool to hear. Yeah. You kind of. Traded and started started doing experiences. When you get a little bit older, you realize that truly that's what life's about. I mean, mm-hmm. influence is a real thing. As when we're young, we're influenced by what we see on TV and the internet and stuff like that, and it's right. usually all the things that we can't afford because our parents aren't rich and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So you end up wanting all these things. You grow up, you get a good career, you're able to finally afford all these things, yeah. and so you get it, and then you get it, and you're like. This isn't really what life's all same, about. Right? You yeah. literally feel the same. Yeah. No matter how many phones you get, no matter how many cars you get, no matter how cool it is, no matter what house or neighborhood, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. It's about your character, not really more so the material things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something like your family, your daughter's going to remember, like going to Greece and yeah. you know, going on these trips, eating this fun food <laughs> with her dad, you know? Yeah. So that's. You know, she'll forget about the car. Her food palette is way wider than mine. She will tear down octopus like it's nothing. Okay. <laughs> she'll, I mean, like the weirder the food, she she dives right in. Like me, yeah. I hesitate. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I have to mentally break this food down in my head. Like, is this thing gonna be swimming in my stomach when I? Yeah. <laughs> like she just goes right in like it's nobody's business. And I think it was because I exposed her to that traveling at a young age. Like I think she was like six or seven when we went out of the country for the first time. We awesome. went to um, uh, where's that place in the uh, Dominican Republic, Punta Cana. Yeah, mm. we went to Punta Cana first. Crazy thing is, she's on a hibachi grill at like six years old, and they got the hat on her, and she's you know <laughs> shuffling all the food up and stuff like that. So yeah, exposing her to food at an early age, like I didn't get a chance to eat some of the stuff that she's eating mm-hmm. until I was late twenty, early thirties. This girl's six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old right. devouring this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are, you said you'll hesitate at some things. Anything that is an absolute no-go. Oh, oysters. Raw oysters is an absolute oh. no-go. <laughs> we if, were friends. We're going to have to wrap this if, up early. <laughs> if, you, if you are a traveling foodie guide, loyalist, OG, triple OG, day mm-hmm. one traveling foodie guide follower, you know that probably one of the, the funniest clips or stories that you have ever seen from me is the first time that I tried I an oyster. I, I forget about it. Yeah. I remember that you it's, say it. it. I can never forget that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Raw Bar down on Mass Ave is where I tried my first oyster. Yeah. Love the owners, love the restaurant, mm-hmm. love the food there. But my first oyster shot was a disaster. Oh. But it was the most hilarious thing that people, yeah. I mean, my DMs blew up that day from responses to that story. I 
It was the it was the whoop whoop nope. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it was, it At was, least you tried. Oh, yeah. I tried, and that was the that's what traveling foodie guy was all about. Yeah. Getting outside your comfort zone and trying new things. Now, yeah. I ended up trying uh, Oyster Rockefeller later at uh, 1933, and I actually ended up liking. It. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I can do this, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. But just a straight slimy snotty oyster. Ah, <laughs> do, do you put like a red sauce on it? Oh my gosh! If you if you okay vinegar. If you guys are are watching this or listening to this. Go to my Instagram page, Traveling Foodie Guide, G-U-Y-D-E. Go to my saved stories and go to the one that says Indie number four, Indie number five. And go to where I get to Raw Bar. You'll, you'll see it. Just skip through yeah. a few. It, it will be a great source of entertainment. The lady behind the bar literally tried to tell me about how I should do it. But I was just... I had mentally prepped myself for it. I was like, if I'm going to do it, it's now or never, it's live. People are watching, it's about to go down. I, I tuned her out. Like, I didn't even know she yeah. was talking to me until after I watched the video again. She's trying to tell me, like, no, no, don't do it like that. But I, it was way too late, and I, I suffered horribly because of that. Man. Oh, man. I love oysters. Good I'll luck. eat them till I'm sick. Good, good yeah. for you. Yeah. Good for <laughs> you. I'll never eat peas though. It's green peas? mush. Green mush. Oh if it's man, a shepherd's I'll eat pie, peas. Shepherd's pie, I'm cool. Yeah. Other than that, nah. Is nah. isn't it weird how everybody's food palate is is like so different? Yeah. And that's uh, some people would get very discouraged by the comment section doing what I do, especially when you start to gain a following sure. because you start attracting any internet gangster that feels like they can say anything they want on the internet right. just to affect you and phase you thank god i could care less what people think about me yeah. these days posting ghosts but oh my gosh let me tell you some people they're like you know when they say oh i went to this place and it's garbage okay to you right. <laughs> you know yeah. right yeah like like for example you peas like i could go to a restaurant today and be like oh man i went to this restaurant i had these peas and they were great and you're like peas are terrible they're, they're garbage <laughs> they make your poop Mustard brown, yellowish. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and like it's not for everybody. Yeah. Everybody's taste buds are exactly. different, and that's something that I really try to convey in my messages. Like this whole thing, I get new followers every single day. This mm-hmm. thing all started with me getting outside my comfort zone, trying new foods, and trying things I never tried before. And mm-hmm. now it's kind of transitioned into the same thing, but now I get to do something beautiful. I really get to help promote businesses and help Mm -hmm. businesses grow especially local businesses when i first started this it was just hey throw it against the wall see if it sticks and Mm -hmm. now i've come to the realization that i'm a bridge Mm -hmm. i'm a bridge between the establishment and the consumer i can't tell you how many times i'm not even from indiana i've only been living here since late 2017 and i literally just started exploring indiana about a little bit over a year ago Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many DMs and comments that I get from people saying, I've been living here my whole life and I never even knew this place existed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, I'm a bridge. I get to help businesses grow. I get to expose uh, new places to people who've been living here their whole life. I get DMs from out-of-towners. Hey, I'm coming there for a work conference. Where should I eat? Yeah. Uh, hey, I want to do something special for my girlfriend. I want to propose to her. Where should I yeah. go? Hey, we got anniversary dinner. Where should I go? Hey, I want to take this girl on a first date. I'm talking about anywhere from the, the young 20-somethings all the way up to the, hey, it's our 60th anniversary. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I got That's a 70. Awesome. I got yeah. an 80-something-year-old following That's me. Awesome. And everything in between. So I'm just... When I sit like when I sit back and really just I don't have the time to do this, but if I have a moment to reflect on this journey and what's happened in the past like almost two years, 
it's been crazy for me, man. Yeah. Never imagined it would turn into this. I never imagined I'd be in, in Target and people want to come up to me and take selfies with me. I never imagined <laughs> I'd just be sitting there pumping gas and people are like, are you the traveling foodie guy? I can't imagine just going to lunch to go get a salad. And people are like, I know you. I, I mean, it's every single day, every single place I go, yeah. I never would have imagined that it would turn to this. Yeah. 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 And did you, and that, that's the thing about the business aspect is like not only do they have good food, but every restaurant and business has a story behind it. Yeah. Too. And tell us a little bit about you building the relationships with the owners. How's that been? I'm so glad that you asked about that because I really live in a relationship based situation as opposed to a transactional situation. Now, everybody can get caught in a rut. Like, don't get it twisted. This is a business for me. It's a, it's a side business, but it's still a business and I treat it as such. But I never wanted to get up, get caught up in the transactional phase where I'm just doing things just for either the money or the promo or some sort of local celebrity fame or something like that. That's never been the goal, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What really started to make me realize that I get an opportunity to help these businesses grow was when I started learning from the owners about how COVID affected the restaurant industry. I never mm -hmm. imagined it, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm talking to the owners and they're like, yeah, you know, our revenue was down X amount of percent or yeah, my buddy owned, you remember this restaurant, blah, blah, blah. They went out of business. Um, and I was like, why? And it's like, well, COVID hurt us all. And I'm like, gosh, I don't want anybody to fail. I don't want anybody to go out of business. Yeah. If I have the opportunity to use my unique characteristics to be able to help promote these places to the masses via the following that I get just by entertaining people, man, that's the easy part for me. All I got to do is get in front of a camera, show my little smiley face, trying food for the first time. And if it's good, that's very key because I only recommend stuff that I like. <laughs> if it's good, I get to promote it to the masses. Hey, guys, I tried this out. It's really cool. You guys should definitely try this out as well. And then the next thing you know, you start getting the messages from the owners and the general managers. Oh, so many people are coming in today because they saw your post on Instagram. Cool. Uh, and you get text messages. Oh, my business is up 30% in the past week because <laughs> of you. Or wow. like, like it, it just completely transitioned from let me go try food and record myself to I need to help these businesses grow. And people mm -hmm. are like, why Indy? Well, I live here. I want to help support my local <laughs> yeah, yeah. economy, right? Yeah. Like, if you have a house, you want to keep it clean, right? right. <laughs> this uh -huh. Indy, you know, I'm not from Indiana, but it's where I live right now. Mm -hmm. It's what's around me. I get to expose people. I get to create great relationships with these people. Oftentimes, they want me to come back and do it again and again. Mm -hmm. They want to refer me to their friends so I can help their friends' businesses grow. It's turned into a great relationship where now I, I literally... Am able to say like, these guys help make me who I am, and I've helped you know build their business to what yeah. it's going to become even further in the future. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. And a lot of people just they see the food. I'm going to go try it. Yeah, and it's fun to hear you describe everything behind the scenes of how <laughs> yeah. much you all get to help each other. And it's mm -hmm. like that's that's entre entrepreneurship. Yeah. We're, we're all scratching each other's backs, all trying to make it. It's not all me against you. No, and, and I realized that too. It, it's weird, man. I got to tell you about a funny story about that. When I first got into this space, I'm a huge extrovert, if you can't tell by my social media. <laughs> I'm a huge extrovert. So when I got in this area, I started looking at the hashtags, trying to see what the other foodies was doing in the beginning. And I was like, oh, other cool people that's in this space. And I'm like, hey, guys, I'm the new guy on the scene. Let's be friends. You know yeah. what I mean? 
and 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 like I would get curbed sometimes by some of the other foodies. Like I I call it the Hollywood, where they're like, yeah, yeah, come hang out with us, and then it's like crickets the rest of the time when you yeah. really try to hang out, right? Yeah. Right. And so I, I explained this to somebody, and they're like, yeah, it's very competitive, and and I'm starting to think like, I, remember, I, I'm new to this, I'm yeah. I'm not in this space. I'm like competitive. How can you be a competitive foodie? Like this is a sport. Like we're playing <laughs> we're playing foodie playing basketball. Is that what keeps, we're doing? Bro. I was like, I never thought in a million years I would ever hear foodie and competitive in the same sentence, right? So I said, hey, man, I'm used to being alone. It's all good. I'll go at this by myself and just, you know, find my way through it. I wanted it to be kind of like a strength and numbers kind of deal. But once I started seeing a little bit of the shade, it gave me more ammunition to just, and I love a challenge. I love figuring things out by myself. You know, there's some pride and accomplishment in that. So I I just went ahead and just figured out everything. I looked through all the hashtags. I looked at all the other people and I said, how can I go left? Mm. everybody's going right how can I go left what can I do that they're not doing and that's where I saw like my unique talents was beneficial to social media Uh, the first thing that I noticed is that uh, when I first started doing this nobody was using their voice all I saw was people going in restaurants waving their camera around food and telling people to go try it Uh, they may have had some music to it but I noticed people weren't using their voice the second thing that I noticed is that people's camera quality and videography skills were mediocre at best Mm -hmm. so i said okay what i can do is i can come in there with better camera film quality type style shooting and i can also use my radio tv voice to my advantage where i can start describing because i know that i can play with my voice i went to school for radio tv when I wanted to be on the rock station, this is how I talked on the radio. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? I can yeah. play with my voice in so many different ways. That's a, an advantage that I have, right? If you want to be competitive, hey, yeah. I, you just brought Shaq on the on the court. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and I'm going to come out of nowhere because everybody's like, who's this guy? Like, yeah. he literally just got on the scene, but he's dominating. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I saw it. I was like, I wanted to be Shaq of the food. If it's going to be competitive, fine. I can yeah. play that game too. But I'm going to come in and dominate. And when it comes to work ethic, man, I work my butt off. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. Ask anybody that's known me for a long time. My work ethic is up there. Uh-huh. I, I know how to grind. I'm from the south side of Chicago. I know yeah. how to put in work. Yeah. So that's what I did. I went out and I was door knocking and I was grinding and I'm just I'm going to all these businesses. I know I'm Googling and yelping it out, trying to find places that look good. And I'm just... Once I got that first indie reel, that garden table, I was like, oh, man, I got to start exploring my backyard more often. Because when I started, remember, it was New York, Chicago, Cincinnati, Louisville. Like, I was like, man, I got to start creeping in my own backyard, man, yeah. and seeing what's in my backyard. And I was like, holy crap, man. Indy's got some 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 good hidden gems here. Yeah, for real. So I'm man, Indy. I'm not gonna lie. Indy made traveling foodie guide. Indy, I'm so appreciative. I'm so humble. I'm so blessed. I'm so thankful that y'all found my page and y'all want to tell your cousins, your mama, your grandma, your your employees. I'm so thankful for y'all. I can't thank y'all enough for making traveling foodie guide. That's awesome. You got beans, greens, potatoes. Tomatoes. <laughs> For real, that's you lay it all out. I'm smashing yeah. all of it. Um, how has you said it was competitive when you were first getting into the game? How mm-hmm. is it now? Are there people that you want to collab with, or anyone that's reached out to you that's also a foodie? Is it still really competitive? Um, I, I so the thing is, it's like garbage in, garbage out. As soon as I I found out that it was competitive or whatever, I took that information. I processed it and then I just shot it out because I don't okay. I don't really think that way. I'm yeah. more of a, um, a, like I say, a bridge. I, I'm more of a bring people together as opposed to a divide people kind of deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I can yeah. play that game. I don't like to, but I can if I have to. Right. But I'm more about unity. 
mm-hmm. and, and bringing people together. Um, my favorite people are indie brunch couple. Like they are phenomenal. I stayed in my own singular lane for the longest time. Just wanted to do me. I was having great traction with it. And it was just in my mind that, hey, these other people ain't going to mess with me. So I need to just go ahead and just do my own thing, which I'm completely okay with because Mm -hmm. it keeps me in a creative space and it keeps me pushing. Yeah. Um, Any brunch couple, they are phenomenal. They're they're really good friends of mine these days. They, They invited me out to brunch one day. We had had a sit down conversation like this, and I was just I had it in my brain. Okay, not everybody is the same. There's people That's that cool. think like me. There's people that mm-hmm. that want to get together. That that believe in unity. That believe in strength is really in numbers as opposed to division. You know, so yeah. they they really open up my eyes. But in in all actuality, at my age, I like keeping a small circle. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't I don't really like expanding it too much. I believe in quality over quantity. So Definitely. I got a few people that I vibe with and I rock with on on a great level, and I'm mm-hmm. appreciative for those relationships relationships but um I, I don't really care much about the competitors i don't even think it doesn't even cross my mind i, mm, I have my own sure. personal goals and things that i want to accomplish so i'm tunnel vision yeah. all on that yeah okay yeah, yeah. okay that makes sense yeah. tell us a little bit more about transitioning this from just a social media account to a business what are some of the things that you had to get organized any processes mm-hmm. you had to make like how did you actually like formalize it so i'm very ocd um mm-hmm. i <laughs> the people that's known me for a long time know i live and die by spreadsheets man yeah <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm super ocd i i write down everything i have so many notes and spreadsheets and calendars and alerts and series and alexas um so it it didn't really it didn't really uh turn into a business until the first restaurant asked me how much i charged mm. So because at first I was just going to the restaurants, paying for my own food and just I, I, I figured I had to build a resume. I had to build a portfolio. Yeah. I had to create content to let people know who I was and what I do. So I literally was door knocking at first. I would go to restaurants and I would say, hey, can I film myself eating food in the corner over there? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was a little weird, but hey, I, I knew what I was doing and I could care less what other people thought. But that's what I did. I went from restaurant to restaurant, literally door knocking in person. Just, hey, can I film myself? Um, I'm trying to, you know, this is what I do. I go around, I try to find cool food. I record myself eating it and share it to the world. And so I did that. And then I, I got to a point where... I, I would door knock and people would give me a discount, you know, from it. It, it was starting to grow a little bit. Uh-huh. And so they said, oh, this guy's like, they didn't tell me. It was just like, it didn't hit me until later. Because again, it's, it's all fun. It's a social media yeah. account for me. I wasn't thinking of business. So uh, it went from me door knocking, paying for my own food. Then I grew a little bit. Then I would get a discount. Then I grew a little bit more. Then they would start giving me free food for it. Then I grew a little bit more. And then somebody was like, Oh, this is cool. How much did you charge for this? And light bulb. Oh, it's business. <laughs> like that, it. yeah, that's yeah. when Traveling Foodie Guide LLC was born. Like right, like <laughs> yeah. right then and there. And I was like, holy crap, I can charge people for this? And so I said, let's give it a shot. And so like uh, I door knocked again and went to a mm-hmm. business. And I'm like, hey, I was showing them my, my resume, my portfolio of reels that I was making. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, Mr. Manager, this is me. And this is what I do. You like this? It's kind of cool. You see how many people liked it, followed it, commented on it, shared yeah. it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I can do the same thing for your business. X amount of dollars. And they're like, heck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Lo and behold, I was so under. <laughs> it took, I won't say who it was, but it was a yeah. business that said, dude, you charge like way too little. Like your competitors, they charge way more. But at the same time, it's like I wasn't doing it for the money. Right, it was just right. fun for me. You know what I mean? And you're still building a portfolio yeah, too. Get your you know name what I mean? on the block. Yeah. yeah. So it, 
I got the opportunities when I did, but when, you know, there were restaurants, remember, you know, COVID, there's restaurants still in the red. Some of them don't have marketing budgets. I had to grow to learn all this and have these conversations with these owners and general managers uh, because at the time I wasn't looking at it like a business. But, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, I there was a small brief moment where I did get caught up in my like, holy crap, I can make money off of this. So you, you kind of keep going that route. And sometimes you get told no, you don't know why. You just get told no. You're like, dang, why didn't they see the value in me, right? It wasn't the fact that they didn't see the value. It's just they've been losing money for the past eight months, and they don't know if they can afford to do this. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So Mm -hmm. uh, there's so much that went into it, but that was a light bulb moment when it transitioned from, like, fun to a business. Now, granted, it's still fun. I, Mm -hmm. I love it. Everything you see is still fun. I'm doing what I love to do. But now, you know, I had to create a was I nine a W nine form and and account for taxes and stuff. Now every place is on a spreadsheet, every calendar, every detail. It's like, but th- this is nothing new. Like entrepreneurship isn't anything new to me. You know, I've been in a leadership role in, in a prior career for a long time, so. I know how to do this. And if yeah. I don't, I can figure my way or Google and YouTube it out. Like, I, we'll, right, we'll make right. it work. We have all the information yeah. available to teach ourselves Absolutely. If, if you care enough about it. Yeah. Yeah. Was it ever challenging for you to start increasing prices? Did you ever face I know because I've, I've struggled with that in the past. Yeah. And now it's like, well, it's more than I was expecting. Well, I don't provide a cheap service. Yeah. So it is what it is. Um, was that a challenge for you? And Absolutely. So how did you get over that? Absolutely. It's honestly, it's still a struggle. And honestly, to this date, even with fifty five thousand followers, I still think I'm underpriced. And and the reason I can say that is because I know that people go to these places that I recommend because they tag me in their stories, yeah. they tag me in their comments. I had somebody on the way here, they tag me in a comment. Hey, I'm at on one of my restaurant reels. Hey, I'm at the restaurant right near, right right now. This is really good. Thank you so much for recommending yeah, yeah. this. Like. I know that these people are going to these restaurants because I get the messages and stuff. So I know that the restaurants are getting a good ROI. But at the end of the day, I have to humble myself and realize that it's not completely solely about me. Like, let's think of the bigger picture. You know, I'm a person who believes in God and faith. And I know that in order to get what you want, you got to help to get help someone else to get what they want. Right. Mm -hmm. So I got to be selfless a lot, too. So I don't always put the emphasis on me. I primarily try to take myself out of the equation and and instead of looking at it as how can I go to this restaurant and get paid and charge X amount of dollars to how can I help this business grow? Mm -hmm. How can I establish Mm -hmm. a relationship with this person to the point where I can get them a good ROI? Well, he'll keep me coming back every month or every quarter or something to that extent, right? So I may not charge a lot or make a lot a little bit right now, but if we establish a great relationship, who knows what the future is going to look like for that income. Mm-hmm. And when it came to like increasing my price, I did it very minimally. And I, I tried to set these milestones. Hey, at 10,000 followers, I'm going to bump it up to this. Mm-hmm. At 15,000 nice. followers, nice. I'm going to bump it up to this. At 20,000 followers. And then you do a little Google in there too, a little research, how much influencers should charge based off of followers and engagement and stuff like that. And you tie the two together. I didn't want it to be solely based off that, but I wanted to have those facts in my back pocket to whereas if you know, I approach a restaurant and I say, hey, here's my fee or whatever. And I'm like, it's way too much money. Well, according to this right here, you know, blah, blah, blah. I should be charging much more. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can quantify it, which is powerful. Yeah, absolutely. So I with it being a business, again, I take it very serious. 
I pay very close attention to my insights. I pay very close attention to my demographics. I do my homework. I I, I look at trends and patterns and I, I, I just do a lot of research because yeah, it's a business, but at the end of the day, it's, it's fun for me. Yeah. I, I love researching. I love having the information. I may not use all of it, but to have some of it available when I need that information right. means a lot. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do most of the restaurants that you approach or go on to partner with, do they already have some type of marketing person doing this? Or what's kind of your feel across the market? Like, do these people have a dedicated marketing person? Do they do it themselves? Some yes, some no. Um, Because I I work in a wide range. I mean, when you think food, you think of everything. You think low quality budget, five to eight dollar meals versus heck, I've I've ran up a tab of $700 for just me myself at a restaurant, you uh-huh. know, and everything in between. So what I've realized is that uh, those that are very successful, that's been doing it a long time, they, you know, have a marketing team. They mm-hmm. have a marketing company. You know, some of it's in-house, it's family-owned. Some of it they outsource or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. And some of them are like, what's marketing? <laughs> I just yeah. I just need you. Everybody's on. Which is wild in 2023. Yeah. The re- <laughs> real what? We don't fish. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, man. Hey, here. Go do your thing and bring customers to my restaurant. <laughs> like, it's. Yeah. So, and everything in between. Yeah. So, that's that's usually what it's like. But um, I, I love working with the companies that either A, don't really have a marketing team or be if they do it's local it's in-house and it's family and stuff like mm. that some some people that's that's got skin in the game I prefer working with them because when you have like marketing agencies and stuff like that they're a little bit harder to work with mm. you know they have their own rules they're they're balancing multiple accounts across the country right. it doesn't feel like a tailored kind of experience it's just it seems more transactional because they got so much going on with so many different restaurants again I'm trying to establish a relationship with these people mm-hmm. right and every experience that I provide uh, for the business is going to be tailored which means I need to know you know what are you trying to accomplish? Is, are you trying to, you know, gain more followers? Are you trying to get more attention? Are you trying to get more people through the door? Are you trying to bring people from a certain area over here to this area? Like, what's your? I can have those conversations more specifically when it's when I'm dealing directly with an owner or a general manager or somebody at the store level. When we start getting into, you know, the the marketing teams that manages multiple restaurants yeah. across multiple states. It doesn't feel like a relationship. It, it does feel like a transaction. And mm-hmm. I, I just prefer the relationship route rather than a transaction yeah. route. Right. And those teams probably have a specific way they like exactly. done. Oh, yes. Yeah. I have very little autonomy. Like Tread I'm, lightly. Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to say no names because I'm not doing that. I don't yeah, appreciate yeah. on nobody. But right now, I'm dealing with somebody that's just like, oh, my gosh. Like... <laughs> They got to. If re- you say it, we won't. They got to review Man. this and they got to review that and take it up the ladder and it takes X amount of days and I got my Man. own process, my own flow yeah. that just keeps me on cruise yeah, control. Yeah. But I got to wait for somebody that to just and the next person's got to <laughs> offer them to say yeah, they love it. And I'm right. like, well, just let me give me the autonomy yeah, to do yeah. my thing. You saw when we first met each other, you saw my. Yeah. my resume you, you like see it or not. you see what i do like <laughs> yeah this is what i do let me yeah. do me you know i'm very good at what i do yeah yeah, yeah. how long do you take editing each each reel oh. and do you do it all on your phone forever <laughs> and ever and ever and ever and <laughs> editing takes forever because i'm so that's my hamilton reference i saw that recently i loved it yeah. it's fantastic oh seen my gosh dude i blown away I, i'd go see it again tomorrow man it was it was great 
I'm in town this weekend. Man, you can start reviewing dude, other things. Here's the deal. Go, go. If you got Disney Plus, it's on Disney Plus. Check it out. But okay. seeing it in person is completely different. Yeah. Um, editing. <laughs> Something that I wish I didn't have to do. The reason I wish I didn't have to do it is because I'm so OCD and particular and like crisp and it's just like everything has to be perfect. Yeah. And I have this mindset that it's never good enough, even after I spent X amount of time on it. I'll spend so much time on a reel and I'll look at it and I'll post it and I'm like, oh, I could have done better. I'm my own worst critic. From A to Z, on average, it takes me a bare minimum of 35 to 40 minutes for every 30 second video that I make. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Okay. Um, so I go out and shoot the video on on the day or whatever, and then by the time I get to it, I'm like, okay, it's time to edit. From the time I say go, I'm about to start editing right now. I got to organize the clips. I got to shorten them down. You know, change the duration of each one of them from anywhere from 0.75 of a second to a minute, a second and a half. Um, I have to rearrange things after the video part is all done. Now I have to search for music to add that's going to match the actual video because I'm not just going to slap any music on my video. Um, After I do that, then I have to go ahead and write a script for every restaurant that I go to. So like literally when I say a tailored experience, it's a tailored experience. When I'm in the restaurant, I'm talking to the owners, I'm talking to the servers, I'm talking to the chefs. I'm trying to figure out fun facts and I take notes while I'm at the restaurant. So when I'm at home, I'm I'm looking at the video with music on it with no voiceover and I'm looking at my notes and I'm creating the script inside my head. I just need to make it flow. So I'll go ahead and create my script. Then I practice it a few times to, to see, and oh, I gotta rearrange that. That doesn't that doesn't match visually what you hear audible, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's, a, it's very OCD, it's very time consuming. I gotta do the hashtags. I gotta take the script that I just wrote. I gotta paste it in the caption. I got a thumbnail picture that I took at the restaurant that I gotta get that nice and pretty and create the overlay and all this other, and then package up. Then I'll look at it and be like, oh, that's not good enough. I need to change this and that. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a whole process that I have a love-hate relationship with. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm spending bare minimum 30 minutes on a 30 second video. Yeah, that's what it takes. Yeah, and that's but, what it yeah. takes to build the following iPhone. you have. Like, yeah. it's why yeah. you, it's. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why you have the following you do, but yeah. it's it's because of that attention to detail as well. Yeah, I uh probably when when I was building the account and it was growing, uh, a question that I got a lot was, um, what are you filming with and what are you editing with? And hardly anybody ever believed me, but I film on my iPhone and I edit in Instagram. I don't use Adobe Premiere. I don't use CapCut. I don't use any of those apps. I literally edit in Instagram Mm. for a specific reason. Uh, If you care enough about your business to research it, you'll know that Instagram has several algorithms and utilizing their platform to edit, shoot, create, whatever, is going to be most beneficial to the algorithm to push it out to more people. Mm. Instagram knows when you edit something in TikTok and download the video and post it on Instagram as if it's yours. I've never done that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they know that. Yeah. They're not dumb. I mean, they yeah. multi-billion dollar company, yeah. right? Yeah. And they pay a lot of smart people yeah. to figure a lot of stuff out. Um, so I try to use Instagram to my advantage. They, they give me all the tools that I need to create something that looks great. I'm going to use the tools that's available to me mm-hmm. to create something great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to know. Cause I think, well, I know that my videos can also be a whole lot better oh, and sometimes I'll just, I'll take it, rip it and post it. Mm-hmm. And, and like, sometimes they do really well and sometimes they're mediocre and I'm like, yeah. Was it a content thing? Was it just mm-hmm. subject matter? But hearing that, like, selfishly helps me 
because I'm like now I know like I can do like because you have great videos Thanks, like man. they're they're cut like you spend 30 40 minutes each yeah. at least so uh, I'm like man I step my game up i'm a, i'm very meticulous and i've always been like that i've always dabbled into something in the space of radio tv video pictures something to that degree i i, I fun fact i'm a published model photographer so i used to oh. photograph models and be in magazines and stuff like that and i've spent as long as two and a half hours on one photo on photoshop mm-hmm. you know trying to make a, a picture perfect picture right so I'm no stranger to this. I'm just very like I have I have this vision in my mind like I'm a I'm a creator. I'm creative. I have when I go into a restaurant, 90% of it I can already see what the video is going to look like as soon as I walk in that restaurant. Mm-hmm. As soon as I see the food, I already know in my head what this 30-second video is going to be like. It's my job to create that and bring it to life and showcase it to the world. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part, getting it to look like how it looks in my head. Mm-hmm. That's the hard uh, yeah. part. That's mm-hmm. what I that's what I struggle with the most and that's why it takes me so long to edit these videos because I'm trying to showcase to the world, hey, when I walked in this restaurant, when I saw this food, I had this vision in my head and now I'm trying to get you guys to see the exact same thing that I saw. Mm. That's the way that I approach it. That's yeah. cool. That's yeah. cool to hear that out loud. Yeah. Like that's Yeah. You ever want to make movies? Heck yeah, man. Yeah. I love yeah. anything radio, yeah. TV related, man. Yeah. I love being behind the camera. I love being in front of the camera. They, you know, they noted this. Uh, I was on Indie Now earlier today on live oh, TV cool. and they, they noted it. They were like, you do everything yourself, right? And I'm like, yeah, I do. I, I literally film, I edit, I create the scripts, choose the music, the, the B-roll footage. Like I literally do everything 100% yeah. myself. When I go to some restaurants, some of them are wondering, where's your team? I'm like what team? <laughs> There's no I in team. I. <laughs> I am this team. Everybody. I am. I am team. No, seriously, they they think yeah. that I'm coming in with some camera crew and boom mics and all mm-hmm. this crazy kind of stuff. And here I am with my little iPhone. <laughs> it's I just us. <laughs> it's just us. Say hi. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. It can show other people how like you can do it. Yeah. With what you already have. Yeah. And don't spend a dime outside of the food. You got to pay for the food. You know, but. Yeah. You can do it all on the little thing in our pocket. Seriously. Uh, somebody that's like off topic unrelated, but uh, I don't know if you guys know the comedian DC Young Fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was yeah, on I've Wild and Out. I've heard of him. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So he literally got famous selfie style on an iPhone. And I think yeah. he had like iPhone 9 or something. And he literally had an Instagram account. And what he would do is just stand outside of his apartment complex against a brick wall holding his phone and he would do like a side by side like he'd be on the left talking and he'd have a picture on the right and he would just be roasting the person on the right <laughs> and and that's all he did and he just blew his Instagram account up where it really took flight was when he started roasting celebrities and he roasted Kevin Hart one time and Kevin Hart responded to him and reposted it and that kind of like blew him oh, up cool. then he ended that's up cool. on Wild and Out with Nick Cannon then mm-hmm. he started being in the movies and stuff all because he took his phone out of his pocket turned it front face camera and started roasting people and posting on Instagram. Yeah, he yeah. literally became a millionaire with an iPhone 9 talking Crazy. into it. Yeah. Anything's possible, guys. Yeah, with consistency Crazy. too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um I was going to ask. Oh, yeah, when you partner with a restaurant, obviously you ask them about their business. What are some of the things that you like to look for? at the total restaurant experience because you had the food mm-hmm. what are some of the things you like to learn about a restaurant as a whole package i love to figure out what makes them unique or stand out against any of their competitors okay. it's something that i often ask the owner when i'm going in there 
because it's not just me going in there and just recording food and calling at the end of the day and posting a reel. Hey, I want to, I know that my job is two things. And, and the really cool thing about what I'm about to say is this is like a million dollars worth of advice because a lot of people, they may subconsciously know this, but it's buried deep down in their head and they really don't think about it. But this is literally a million dollars worth of game right here. People go on Instagram because they want to be educated or entertained. I figured out a way to do both. So anybody can go on a camera in, in a restaurant and wave a camera around food, right? That Anybody can do that. Anybody can go to a restaurant and get good food, right? There's hundreds and thousands of restaurants where you can go get food. Where I try to separate myself is by becoming a person of value that's entertaining. And what I mean by that is how can I be of value to you when it comes to food? Well, it starts with the relationship with the owner. What makes your restaurant unique? Are you using different seasons? Are you sourcing your meat from a place that nobody ever got it before? Do you guys have a certain uh, culture like that you guys try to implement here that nobody else implements? Is your attire this way for a specific reason? Is this heritage that's from, you know, the 1960s when you guys started that's work? Like I try to find all those little fun facts and incorporate that into my videos. Because again, you can go get good food anywhere, but everyone loves a story, right? And mm -hmm. everybody loves to be, you know, figure out where the value lies. Mm -hmm. So with me being that bridge, I try to be the value between, again, the business and the consumer where I'm like, hey, not only can you get good food here, but this is their restaurant style. This is what they believe in. This is what their core philosophy is. They get this food from places that you never even heard of before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you thought that that food was great and fresh. In all actuality, this place gets their fish flown in every single day from a place that you've never even heard of yeah. before mm -hmm. with me bringing all that value to people now i'm a person of value to all my followers I'm, I'm putting them on information that they never knew before so it's not just going there to get good food there are a, a certain percentage of people that care about those little fun facts and think mm -hmm. that it's it's really neat mm -hmm. uh and then i just figured out how to grab all that value to where i'm educating my followers but i'm doing it in a fun way Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm making really cool facial expressions on I'm reacting to the food. and You crack me up. Oh, man. <laughs> See, so, right, you said yeah. I crack you up. Yeah, I'm yeah. entertaining. So yeah. if you're thinking it, a lot of other people are thinking right, it right. too, right? So it's I'm, I'm fusing a lot of things together to be kind of like this package deal because, again, I never just wanted to be somebody that just wanted to come to a restaurant and wave my camera around and get free food. It, it never right. was the, the goal. It, it never was even a thought. How can I help these businesses grow? How can I help educate my followers and expose them to places that they've never seen so that they can get outside of their comfort zone like I did? And who knows? I could be grooming indirectly the next traveling foodie guide. You know? Yeah. Actually, I, I kind of am. There's a guy that followed me to a, a, a restaurant that I did the other day. His mom follows me and he follows me too. He's a young kid. Uh, they got to go to a place with me and he got to shadow me and Q&A. Nice. That's cool. Absolutely. That's so cool. Uh, he has goals of opening his own restaurant one day. So I'm, I'm talking to him about the importance of marketing, advertising, uh, promotion, influence work, quality. You know, it's it, it felt really good that I got to pour into that young man. You yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Building the, build the next generation of foodies. Yeah, man. That's great. It's, like I said, I'm all it's about inclusion. Work. Yeah, yeah, I'm all about like unity and inclusion and stuff. It's just the kind of person I am. Yeah, definitely. And, and I love how you, you lead with value to others first. Mm -hmm. Tim, Tim and I talk a lot on the show. Um, we, we've all seen enough Gary Vee to, to know his stick, but he's always emphasized provide value. Mm -hmm. So with your content, whether it's informative, entertaining, or both, make it valuable so where they stop scrolling and listen for a few seconds. Yep. And I think that's cool that you weren't worried about price. You weren't worried about making money. It was how can I help my community that I live in mm -hmm. 
everyone in my backyard. Yep. Because there's a lot of hidden gems, like you said. How yeah. can I help? How can I, Marcus, just help them? Yeah, that's what's about. And now it's we're here. Okay. So that yeah. that's cool. That that's that's your first thought, and I think more people can emulate that. Yeah, but the more people that don't just makes me stand out yeah. even more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like, are there any new exciting things that you're working on w- within your business? Any uh, new goals that you have for this year? It's, it's what's so next? funny you say that because uh, I'm a person of constant growth. I'm always trying to figure out how to get to the next level, mm-hmm. right? And uh, things blew up way faster than I thought it would. So I started this year off in January with 10,000 followers. Um, I didn't even think I would get the 10 because I had took a five-month break last year. And um, back in June when I started back up, I think I only had like 5,000 followers. And I said, oh, man, I I got five or six months to get another 5,000 to get to 10 because 10 was the goal. Um, so I hustled my butt off and I got to 10. It was like, it happened a couple of days before Christmas. I was like, Merry Christmas to me. I got yeah. 10,000 followers like that quick because I hustled my butt off. So I said, okay. Um, n- so it took me a year to get 10,000 followers. So I said, okay, well, next year I want to get 25. I mean, I double it and add a little bit more to get to 25. I ended up getting 25,000 followers to 25,000 followers in like a couple of months. And I was like, holy crap. Like, I didn't, I, I thought by the end of the year I would be at 25. And it happened in a few months. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I got to raise my goal to get to 50,000 by the end of the year. Yeah. And I kept grinding. And I was like, holy crap, I got to 50,000 in half of the year. So my goal was supposed to be 25,000 followers by, at the end of 23. But I ended up getting 50 in June. Mm-hmm. So I was like, can I do 100 now? Like, and in retrospect, that would be really cool. At the beginning of the year, you said you want to get 25,000 and you freaking tripled it, mm-hmm. you know? Like, so that's the thing. So I got 50, and I'll be honest, it's right around my birthday. It's summertime. I kind of hit cruise control a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just turned 40 years old. I'm oh, celebrating yeah, yeah. life and I'm like easing off the accelerator a little bit because I've been going ham for the past year. Yeah. You've already nonstop. Yeah. Like literally one day a week shooting four to six places in a day, editing and posting all throughout the week, building this brand. I've been going nonstop like a maniac. I finally had to let off the accelerator a little yeah. bit. And just, let yeah. me get a breather real quick. So I slowed down a little bit, but at the end of the day, I'm very happy at the progress that I've made so far in half yeah. the year. Going forward, it would have been nice to hit the 100, but I'm I'm very analytical and I looked at my metrics. Unless I did the same thing and pedal to the metal, I'm not going to hit 100 this year, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. The old me would have been like, absolutely not. Pedal to the metal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ride or die. Go hard or go home or don't do it at all. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, you know, when you get a little bit older, you got to find that balance. There's other yeah. things that are important to me besides this. And it, it, you have to be, you know, mental health is a really important thing. And when you get into this space... It can really wreak havoc on your brain. Mm -hmm. Mental health is very important to me, and I never want to take it that far where it's affecting my mental health, right? Right. So right now, um, I just want to expand more and get more opportunities outside of the country because that's where it really, the the original light bulb. Uh, There was this lady named Aggie. She's on Instagram. I don't know if you guys follow, follow her or not, but to me, she was my first... Um, international influencer when I realized what an influencer was. Mm -hmm. I even bought her book. It's called Insta Travel. Because I love traveling, I I Googled a lot of traveling stuff and I would come across Aggie 
And I'm like, wow, I go to her Instagram page. This girl is all around the world at all these beautiful, amazing places. And in the light bulb, and I was like, I wonder if all these hotels and restaurants is paying this girl to, to promote. And then the light, holy crap, you can get paid <laughs> to promote <laughs> restaurants and hotels around the world. So that seed was planted in the back of my head. Yeah. Now that I've kind of like built that following to where I'm, I'm somewhat of somebody important, you, you got to be doing something right to get 50,000 followers. It's right. not it's not blowing the roof off, but you're doing something yeah. right if you can organically that's very key. If you can organically get mm-hmm. to 50,000, because I did it the right way. I didn't yeah. buy followers. I didn't cheat the system. I worked my butt off from my followers. So now the big ticket item is I want somebody from the UK to slide into my DMs and say, hey, we just opened up this phenomenal hotel. We want you. Mm-hmm. And restaurant combo. We want you to come out here. We'll fly you out here to do the, like that's the big goal because I love yeah. traveling. My name is yeah. Traveling Foodie Guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to take what's happening here in Indy, and I want to take it worldwide. I want Australia to hit me up. Hey, Mike, <laughs> we love what you're doing out there in Indiana. <laughs> Slide down under. We got something for you. Like yeah. that's that's what yeah. I that's next level for me. When those uh, companies and agencies from around the world are reaching out to me to yeah. do that, so yeah. that's that's what I'm working hard towards right now. I I, I want to stop with the quantifying the followers because it was a great goal to achieve that. It, it helped me to gre- uh, create a great work ethic to show what I'm capable of doing and who I can attract. Now I'm really focused on quality. Right. I'm, I'm focused on quality relationships with my followers, the engagement that I have with those guys, because if you're anybody that's like really smart, you know, realistically, it's really about the engagement more so than it is the followers. Mm-hmm. I go to other influencer accounts that's not in Indiana and I look and see what they're doing and I see them have 200,000 followers and I look at their reels and my reels have more views and likes and comments than theirs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it, the follower number sometimes, not all the time, sometimes can be a big front. They could have bought those followers, uh-huh. right? It's all about the engagement. I love wherever I go, people like they know who I am and they engage with me in real life as they do offline and stuff like that. That's that's what it's about for me. Really being, and I've said it a lot on this podcast, really intentional with relationships and quality mm-hmm. over quantity. That's, that's what I'm big on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah, and what I love about this episode so far is, is people can do this with any type of industry too. Like you did it with, with food. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of actual in, insights that people can take from this if they want to start their own brand oh, and man. highlight any type of business yeah. or industry. Women are killing it. They have the whole lifestyle thing on lock. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how they do it, but let me <laughs> tell you, they can take a $5 Target purse and make it look like a million dollars. And, they get, <laughs> crazy. and they get paid all this money. I mean, yeah, but, but you're absolutely right. You can literally do it with anything. That's, mm-hmm. And that's what's cool about this. If you got a good phone a good mindset, a good work ethic, and and a desire to, you know, be intentional and you know, you can make anything happen. I mean, there's teenagers making millions of dollars off of social media. They figured it out, you know. I'm forty and I've yeah. only been doing this like almost yeah. a couple of years and I'm just now figuring it out. It's opportunities out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that in finding a niche and finding something that you can go all in on and mm-hmm. be consistent at, those are the people that, that really make it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And now with AI, I think we're going to see even more millionaires and hundred millionaires with, with AI. Oh. Ha- have you looked at uh, or found a way to integrate AI into what you're doing? Interested in that? Or I know you got your you mm-hmm. got your formula. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the answer is no, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Um, I think there's advantages and disadvantages to anything. Sure. Um, is there a space and a lane for AI? 
Absolutely. And, you know, I read up on it a little bit, but I try not to read too much into it. I always think that there will be something special and a special audience for people who maintain authenticity. Mm-hmm. I think there's always going to be a high level of respect. There's going to be a group of people that has a high level of respect for somebody that retains their authenticity and that does not allow something else to dictate how they think or move or operate. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what makes certain people unique, their their ability to develop something in their brain and bring it to life. And I think that that's a gift to, to be shared with the world. I think when we start to artificial it, it kind of waters it down a little bit. It's kind of mm-hmm. like sweet and low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Sweet and low don't taste like sugar. You know yeah, what I right. mean? It's, it, it's, you can taste it. You can it. tell. It's, okay, I see what you did here. I feel you on that, but it just ain't sugar. You know what yeah. I mean? Like try to make some Kool Aid with some sweet and low yeah, and see yeah. what happens, right? It's just it's not. It's cool, but it ain't the same, yeah, right? Yeah. So I wanna I wanna live in that lane of authenticity, and that's just me. And that's not like to downplay um, right. AI or anything like that, because again, they have spaces, they have lanes, and and I have to grow just like everybody else. Like, I don't ever want to stay in a bubble where I feel like, you know, like, remember when, like, um, social media and stuff came out? You had old people, oh, I don't do computers and social media and all that. Like, I never, ever, ever wanted to be that guy. Like, I had a career that I had, like, people would come in every day, and every time I deal with somebody old, oh, I, I don't do that computer stuff, or I don't do that social stuff, right? That just tells me that some people are just, like, stuck in their ways and they don't want to grow. I'm the complete opposite of that. Yeah. I want to keep my ear to the streets. I want to see what the teenagers are doing and talking about right now because I want to see what the next you know wave is. And, and not to say that I might get on and ride it, but I want to be at least informed of it because there's a market for that. Like old people are going to get old and die and younger people are going to take over everything. If you're not thinking like how the young people think or exposing yourself to their thoughts or ideas, who's to say that you can't learn from them? Mm-hmm. These kids grew up with an iPad in their hand. You didn't. Yeah, they were learning at two, three, four, five, and six, and seven. What took you forever to learn, right? You didn't yeah. have those same opportunities available to you. So, I, 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 to answer your question, no, I don't think I'll ever get into the artificial space because I think my creativity is what makes me who I am, and yeah. that's what people gravitate to. I think as soon as I start using AI, I, I'm gonna be like sweet and low, and I just I don't I don't I don't, don't, don't want to be used to be foodie god, and now you you fat free foodie god, and I don't like that. You know I don't I don't want that to be me. Right, You're all natural. Right, nah, I don't. Right. I, I, I like want the that. salt, the pepper, the paprika, and everything. I don't. Uh, do you think you'll ever review other things like? hotels certain experiences do you think you'll start to dabble into that and tie the food in still i know you like in greece trip you had great visuals Mm -hmm. and and awesome scenery do you think you'll start reviewing other things like that yeah so um anything that's in the travel space i do so i have uh collaborated with several hotel hotels and airbnbs um i've collaborated with ironworks i've collaborated with bottle works um other hotels that's not even in uh in indiana um, and experiences, you know, anything that's in a travel space. Remember, I'm a traveler first, and I have this really cool idea. Um, just debating if I want to talk to you about it, but I, I think it would be really cool to transition traveling foodie guide into this whole traveling thing. Because when you travel, you got to think about this. Think about when you travel. You're thinking about where am I going to go, where am I going to stay, what I'm going to eat, and what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing about it is, there's like stuff out there that's dedicated to those individually 
but who's dedicated to all of it at once? Mm. And that's kind of how I want to be. Yeah. Like I want to be able to say, hey, if you're visiting New Hampshire, this is where you should stay at. This is where you should go to eat. And this is what you should do in the area. Because, again, mm. my name starts with traveling. And when you travel, that's what you think about. You yeah. don't just think about food. The food is a good part, right? Yeah. That's a good part. But you also got to think about where to stay. And, again, I have, like, I have skills with videography and stuff like that. Like I said, angles, good cinematography skills and stuff like that. When you tie all that together, it, it, it's cool and it, and it works. And also, um, shout out to uh, Vivant Restaurant out there in Carmel, too. They have a really nice uh, hotel, Carmichael. Okay. I collaborated with them. They have a really nice hotel out there, too. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to forget them. Um, but, yeah, that's that's when we talk about goals and visions and stuff like that, like, I can see some sort of a transition. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Okay. Very cool. Love that. Love that. <clears throat> Uh, Tim, I know we're kind of getting close on our time. You got to review pizza. I know you got to get to your pizza place. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, any other questions you want to ask Marcus? Um, I think make it a good one. Yeah. <laughs> if well, they've, we if have they've, our last one for sure. Yeah, if they've stuck this out this long, you, let's make it worth yeah. it for them for sticking it out. This yeah, long. yeah. You've already covered this like indirectly, but I guess just parting advice to people who want to start a page about something. Mm-hmm. Like, what are what are some of the first? foundational things that you would give them. I know you talked about like relationships and everything, yeah. but anything parting advice. All right. Here, okay. Here's a great way where I can sum it up. <clears throat> Knowing everything that I know right now, if I lost it all, mm-hmm. if traveling foodie got page got hacked and I never could recover and never could get it back or something like that. How, what are the foundational elements that I would start with to start fresh and do it all over again? Because I would, I love mm-hmm. it. I yeah. do it all over yeah. again. Um, the first thing that I would want to do is number one, make, be intentional. Mm-hmm. That's number one. I would want to be very intentional and I'd want to have a deep, powerful, passionate why I would want to start this page to begin with. Because when the followers don't come fast and the comments don't come fast and I'm not reaching my goals and, and reaching the amount of people I need to, businesses are saying no, this and that. I need something hard to fall back on to keep me to, to give me the energy and the strength to keep going right mm-hmm. so i have to have a deep powerful intentional why i started the page and be intentional with it because time's gonna get hard right okay. you guys run a podcast you know yeah. how hard it yeah, is yeah, right yeah, yeah. um so once i do that then i spend very little time developing a plan of action i still do it i still develop a plan but i'm going to spend a little time because the more time i spend developing that plan the less time i'm spending out there executing and putting Mm. in work and putting Mm -hmm. in work is where the magic happens you're not going to get followers by thinking about what you're going to do or planning what you're going to do you're going to get followers by doing it by getting Mm -hmm. out there and executing so once i i spend a little bit of time and say okay what's my niche what area am i in do a little bit of research okay who's killing it in that space that's what I'm going to research. Who's killing it in space? What are they doing? Let me pick up a few good things they're doing that I like. There's some bad things that I'm not going to do. Okay, let me take the good things, and now I'm going to put my my spin on it because I'm not going to copy them. It's kind of like the Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan effect, right? If greatness is already there and you're chasing greatness, there's no reason to recreate the real the 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 wheel. Go figure out what greatness is doing, and you know do what he's doing, but put yeah. your own little spin on it, yeah. right? So yep. that's what I would do. Figure out who's killing it. Take the good stuff from them, put my own little spin of it, and work my butt off every single day. Create short-term, create a long-term goal, but create short-term goals to to fill my cup up. You know, it's much easier to 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 jump an inch than it is to jump six feet, right? Mm-hmm. People, mm-hmm. oh, I want to make a million dollars tomorrow, and then when they don't do it, you know, they're banging their head against the wall, throwing it all away because they didn't do it. Man, let me start off with five thousand, and ten thousand, and twenty thousand, right? Your little small incremental yeah. goals. And then I just work my butt off, work mm-hmm. my face off. Nothing beats hard work. Yeah. 
Nothing beats it. You can plan, you can mastermind, you can get mentors, you can do all this, you can get cheat codes, all this other stuff. Get out there, work. When you fail, what did you learn from it? That'll help you move forward and just work, work, work. Fail, work, work, work. What'd you learn? Work, work, work. Yeah. Work. Yeah. Rihanna said it best. Yeah. <laughs> That's great advice. Thank Perfect. you. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Um, Marcus, before we ask our, our last question, we like to ask everyone, anything else you want to cover that maybe we didn't touch on yet? Um, what's most important for people to know about Traveling Foodie Guide is just I'm a regular guy just like everybody else. Like, I hear people say stuff like local celebrity and, <laughs> and all this other stuff. Like, I'm just a normal human being just like you. Um, I, I genuinely love what I do from the bottom of my heart. Everything that I do, I put passion into it, and I'm just really trying to showcase the world uh, promote businesses, introduce people to who I am as a person, and just have fun doing this. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm having a blast. <laughs> I actually really, really love what I do. The smiles that you guys see on my Instagram and when yeah. you see me in person, they're true. I really love what I do. I'm an authentic person, and I appreciate every single ounce of love and support that everybody gives me for doing this because I never imagined it would be like this. Yeah. So Beautiful. I definitely want to put that out there. Beautiful. I love that. Beautiful. All right, Marcus, when it's all said and done, uh, how do you want to be remembered? Um, the most important people in my life, I want them to say, like, when I'm gone and I leave this earth or whatever, I, I just want them to say positive things. I want them to be like, Marcus was so positive. He was so cheery. He was so happy all the time. He tried to... Um, he tried to put positive vibes out on the earth. He tried to unite people and bring people together. He tried to do amazing things. I just want to be remembered in a positive light. You know, everybody has a little bit of non-positive to them. Like, you can't walk around and be a positive 100% of the time, right? Like, you can't be perfect or anything like that. But I, I want to be looked at from the most important people that matter in my life the most as somebody who did good on earth, mm -hmm. right? I go to church, and uh, there's one line that resonated with me. Say, when you finally die and you go up to God and you're facing your judgment, he's going to ask you, what did you do with what I gave you? Mm -hmm. So I want to be able to smile and say, I did good with what you gave me, man. I tried to bring people together. I tried to have fun. I tried to be the life of the party. I tried to educate people. I tried to entertain people. I, I tried to be a, a unifier instead of a divider. Mm -hmm. Like I, I tried to put good positive energy out into the world, so that's yeah. that's how I want to be remembered. Oh, it's beautiful. Great. It's beautiful. I love that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. God's gonna turn. We got a great oyster bar back. Here. <laughs> <laughs> man, y'all gonna have so much fun at that bar. Yeah. <laughs> Go good for it. you guys. Go Marcus, crazy. Thank you so much, man. We really appreciate it. No, uh, thanks for you having me. You are very positive. You're already making this world a better place, uniting people. So keep doing what you're doing, brother. It's awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. you guys for having me on. Yep. All right, everyone. Thanks for hanging. Thanks for listening. Until next time, we are out of here. Peace.